0: gonna get married in the Moss Eisley Cantina and everybody's gonna dress up like Max Rebo and and the guy with the tusks remember that guy the, the tusk yeah. guy yeah
1: <laughs>
2: Max Rebo's the blue guy right yeah I guess yeah, he was nice. he was
0: in Jabba's palace nice. but but it's okay he in, in 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 this extended alternate universe where we get married in the Moss Eisley Cantina Max Rebo's there too Nice. You're gonna be future
2: Bloody future governor, uh, DeSantis or whatever, right? Because he's he got married at uh, Disney World, but he's like, I said we can get married at Disney World, but n- there wouldn't be any characters. She's like, yeah. I I agreed. As <laughs> always, so telling people, I agreed we could get married on on Moss Eisley, but no Max Ewoks, Ribo, <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no those freaks
0: around. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, uh, Salacious B. Crumb is, on. Is <laughs> they, they've got, the, the the bouncers have a picture of Salacious B. Crumb. They will be turning him away at the door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so crazy to have a wedding at Disney, but not let any Disney characters be there. Listen, but aside yeah. from the like, I don't know, Disney adult style individuals, but like, I think you were allowed to be a Disney adult and you were allowed to get married at Disney if you want. But like, it's so weird that that's the kind of compromise that get gives compromises the reputation of where nobody's happy. Like, Mm. why even do it at Disneyland or whatever?
2: You you can't if you're worried about recovering from that. You've made yeah, you made a mistake. You can't like you're in the wrong mindset somehow. Like, if you're gonna be a Disney adult, you gotta commit fully to it. You're both gonna wear, you're both gonna cosplay as Mickey and Minnie Mouse basically you know, and no regrets, but you if think- you're already, if I, I'm the wedding planner and you're saying like, yeah, I'm thinking, no, we want to do Disney, but no characters. We don't want it to be, you know, a little too goofy. Like, wow. Uh, That's what it's there for. You got to do heart to heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That like, this isn't going to work then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Weirdly, I have another point on this because I started watching <laughs> the uh one hundred days to indie show that's uh the like indie car version of drive to survive and uh Joseph Newgarden admits something in the first few minutes of the first episode that I would pay my entire life savings or to never reveal to anybody. Like I would I would die you would I would die before revealing this, but he uh oh actually no it's his it's his wife who tells the story of how they met. Um and it was Joseph Newgarden and his dad went to Disney together, and he started hitting on Belle, uh, like, uh, the princess, and uh, his dad left his email address with the Disney princess, and that's how they they met. Like, that's I would I would never admit such a thing. Wait, that's real.
2: Ne- so he yeah, he met the Disney princess afterwards then too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess Zoe made a really good point where like because it worked it's kind of cute but uh if it didn't work that's the most psychotic thing in the world yeah Um, like your dad left your email address because you were sexually harassing a a princess at disney world and it worked all right never mind then whatever uh anyway this is not a podcast about indycar atticus it's a podcast about uh star wars to stop talking about indycar how are you
3: I'm doing good. I'm um I'm ready to get to the good Disney properties.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, Ben's here too, of course. We've heard his voice today. The three of us are asking the question: Drake voice, Rogue One. Can you do something for me? And folks, I think, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think we finally got to. Uh, I don't know. I had a good a good ass time with Rogue First One, Star
3: Wars on record.
0: Yeah. It's the only it's, one. Yeah. It's funny. It's so funny to watch these back to back where, um, I don't know, like it's impossible to watch these objectively. Atticus and I were talking a little bit about that this week, but um, I don't know. You can control a little bit for decades of nostalgia or marketing hype by just watching them back to back to back to back every week. Uh, and so you can pretty clearly tell the highs and lows going through here. And I think that this one is very obviously head and shoulders above pretty much anything else we've watched in the series.
3: Can you take it out of a Star Wars context and say if it's good or bad? Don't just say it's the best Star Wars because that's where I'm. Oh, I think it's a good movie.
0: I think it's the best,
3: best Star Wars. I'm, I'm faltering on good movie.
0: Okay.
2: I, I gotta say, I went into this one with high expectations and really truly wanted to like it. That's not been the case for some of the last, couple ones uh skywalker trilogy as i've or whatever as i've learned to say but i uh i didn't really like this it was better than almost everything else in star wars but i would say it's a kind of middle of the road movie lower
3: middle of the road movie for me overall that probably gave me the edge over you in terms of enjoyment because I went in the exact opposite, not wanting to like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually liked it. I mean, I, I liked it. Like, Had you guys it, seen it? Oh, so go ahead.
2: I'd seen the first like three minutes before mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like, ooh, that might be good. Uh, but, And then I watched it again and I liked the first three minutes and I was like, ooh, I think this is going to be good. And then I was just like, really bored for most of the rest of the movie and then the last like thirty minutes or so I was like okay this is this is kind of back to where it where it started or so but uh yeah overall okay. it didn't it didn't get me i don't I'm actually kind of disappointed about that some of the other S- star Wars stuff I'm like whatever I'm glad to know this thing sucks but <laughs> this one I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't like it you know
0: gotcha i I remember uh, so I I had seen this before. I saw it, uh, I, I think in the theater twice when it came out. Not because I liked it so much, but it was just because I had to see it opening night in the IMAX theater with uh, uh at Evans at Evans work where the they had the IMAX, and um, it was like oh it's so cool. And then Zoe came to visit Austin, so we we went and saw it too just for something to do. Um, and I I, I I'll I'll bring that up again later because we're gonna say it now damn it but like the (laughs) the this the the cg the full cg characters i remember um looking totally fine on the IMAX screen and then when Mm -hmm. we went and saw it at the alamo draft house i was like oh this is what everybody's talking about yeah that looks bad um i don't know what that i don't know what that's about uh but i remember being disappointed by it like back when it came out um not sure why I think I I think I I really liked the Force Awakens when it came out, and then I wanted more like I don't know the the original trilogy, but with new, better special effects. I think was kind of mm. the idea. It's,
2: it's got a. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's a good story, but it's got a better story than any Star Wars movie that I've seen so far. It is at least a story. <laughs> it is a story. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: There's some like fun actors too. Like I feel like. Mm. The bad guy was great.
0: Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. Yeah, the man.
3: I I mean, I'll
2: say too, uh, I'll just remind that uh, at approximately minute three into the movie, I messaged you guys and I said, I'm three minutes into the movie and I can already tell this is going to be like really good, which I was kind of wrong about, but I was like, I think this is going to be really good because it's got some good actors so far. I mean, it had, in the first... Three minutes. It's got Ben Mendelson, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and Mads Mickelson. And
0: I thought, nice. Yeah. And no. Riz Ahmed joins the gang. You, um, yeah. Yeah. No, another, another guy that I knew outside of this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll get to the my the least, possibly my least favorite character in all of Star Wars uh, so far uh, when we get to that. But yeah. Up front, okay. pretty good. And we've got Donnie Yen, who I know is supposed to be my character, whatever that means for yeah. our series. Uh, I've got some complaints about that I can get to, but uh, Ben has yeah. a really big, like,
0: racist rant he's, he's prepared. No, no, I like no. Donnie Yen quite a bit, but no. Uh, well, fundamentally, I think this movie gets at what Star Wars is about, and that is dads. It's not lightsabers, it's not John Williams, it's not Jedi, it's not the Force, it's dads. Uh we talked before in an earlier episode uh about how there was the the two dads like I don't know, I- idea going on with Luke with a good dad, bad dad, but this time these dads are actually embodied in two different people. Jin's biological dad abandons her to work for the empire albeit reluctantly. And Jin's adopted father abandons her to fight it, um, and so, like I said, I mean, like depending on the day, this just might be the best Star Wars movie we've watched. But unfortunately, the characters in this film are not the exact type of communist that I am, so it gets zero stars. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we open a Star Wars movie the way that no other Star Wars movie opens so far, without no- that annoying ass crawl no title crawl and uh, but they do do the
2: uh, uh, in a start in a galaxy far far away thing.
0: They do do that. Um but they the I mean the opening to Star Wars is so iconic. It's a very deliberate obvious choice at the very start of it to like it 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 enforces you to like recalibrate expectations a little bit. And then in the same way like it it's a, it's a, like an abstract like opening visual too. You're like, what are we looking at? And then like, I can't even remember. Is it like the rings of like uh, a Saturn-like planet? Like then you, you pull back and you're like, oh, that's what that is. But it's like a weird shadow in space that doesn't make any sense. And then you're like, it kind of forces you to be like, all right, what's going on here? And that's kind of the approach that this takes all the way through, which is uh, really cool. I think where the music is the first non-John Williams uh star wars score um to i don't know i ultimately i don't i'm not a big fan of the score um i think it's kind of falls in the uh uncanny valley between star wars and not star wars i think they should have just gone like fully not star wars they should have done like an opn good time uh like synth score for this or something it's just um
3: gorillas
0: yeah some, I mean, yeah something wild don't don't ask
2: for that too much or else they'll do like a Guardians of the Galaxy style thing of like I don't wow, need beetle drops. You want to have you want to have yeah, ac in the next Star Wars movie?
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, but like I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like
3: that would really work, you know, for the for these people, these people who would watch that. Oh, sure. For sure. It is exactly the music
2: that they listen to every single day because every single song is in the Spotify classic
0: <laughs> oldies hard rock playlist. Uh the um shoot what was I gonna say? Oh, you know what I actually think the so the the Baby Yoda show, Mandal- The Mandalorian, I think they eventually finally get to the music in that that uh like Ludwig Gorenson does for that. I think finally does kind of get that get to that right pocket between this like it's clearly not Star Wars but it's still like there's still like orchestra and it's just it, it's something different but in like I don't know of, of the same flavor I don't know that, if that makes sense but like I think he does a good job of 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 doing something new with like the the 808s and the like more percussion going on but still being an an, an orchestra versus this is just kind of like michael giashino who i really do like is very talented it's just more like i don't know it, they're still figuring it out on that side but anyway so let's get into the the plot we also get like uh title cards not title cards but like um little like place locations like hey we're on this planet we're at planet llama which is not something that happens in any uh in other star wars movies um so that's cool Research scientist Galen Urso and his family are hiding on the planet Llama. Um,
2: nice. Sick. George, yeah, what but, are we going to call this one? Mm, llama. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it Dark might be Lamu or something. But, uh, but yeah, Galen Urso is Mads Mikkelsen. Already getting, yeah, good ass actor. But Imperial weapons de- developer Orson Krennick, a.k.a. Ben Mendelssohn, arrives to press him into completing the Death Star, a space station-based superweapon capable of destroying planets. We know. Galen's wife Lyra is killed in the confrontation while their daughter Jin escapes and is rescued by rebel extremist Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera, of course, Forrest Whitaker. So, yeah. F- strong opening, like, like you said, Ben. Um... I
2: like the grass. I like, you know, it looks like, I gotta say, I mean, they really lean into like, you know, this is a Nazi movie, you know? Like, it looks menacing, I would say, compared to mm-hmm. other Star Wars stuff. It really looks menacing. It's not a bunch of guys walking around in plastic suits instead of a plastic space station. It's, you know, guys that look like Nazis walking around in, in the tall grass or whatever. Yeah. Going to kill some local people, basically
0: yeah it it it, it 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 grounds it by showing the impact of the Empire on like normal people finally or whatever like it's yeah. it's like kind of the same opening as inglorious bastards in some way yeah. um and so like already I think this is better than any other Star Wars movie maybe and it got me thinking, what if this was the only Star Wars movie that would make it even better, I think not because like the, f- the or fr- maybe just the first Star Wars movie
3: we could make another one after this one
0: sure yeah but like all of the things that make that are good about this movie are stuff that is that is uh only in this movie new to the franchise yeah exactly any time that it that there's like a star wars thing that happens in here i'm like fuck off (laughs) like it takes me out of it um but that's but luckily the mixture is like 90 10 um so that's cool but yeah, Forrest Whitaker, also the man in this. Uh, we get a super. Is he the late... man in this? I well, he was... Forrest Whitaker is the man, I guess. And he okay. is in this. He, and he's Here's in this. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> his character, he's kind of
3: sucks in this, I feel like.
2: Yeah, they may even be a little too much like the doctor guy from uh, Back to the Future or whatever. He's like, <laughs> he's like a little too goofy.
3: I don't know. I don't yeah. really like his like moralistic stance. Was, oh, I'm tired of running. And then it's like the building's collapsing. Come on. I'm <laughs> no, I'm fighting the empire. The buildings collapsing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know about his 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 death. I suppose. I think. Okay, so he is an Andor, a good a good deal in Andor that 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 show I keep talking about. Um, and uh, I'm falling into the thing. I'm trying not. I'm I'm trying to thread the needle here because I'm trying to like watch this. Without context or whatever, but Andor so Andor makes this this movie a lot better too. What to watching it in context of that show, but I'm not I'm not trying to say like oh you're watching it wrong Ben. You know you gotta go watch the show to make this good. So whatever. Um, it is so it is like retrofitting a little bit of from this movie, but like we do see it does pay off Forrest Whitaker's arc a little bit better. Um. But yeah, just in this movie, the one thing I do like about this movie, though, like some one thing that they could have done with Forrest Whitaker here, he's like this, he's a he's a they 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 even say it, he's like a military extremist, right? Fighting the Empire on his own, he's leading some like some some freedom freedom fighters of his own. But you know, he's his methods are too extreme for like the rebels to like comfortably uh, align themselves with. And anytime you hear, you know extremism i think you gotta like perk your ears up and be like here listen carefully about like what they're talking about i think that you could easily uh like a disney movie could very easily um make a military extremist uh character just be like oh he chooses violence and that's bad and that's why we don't like him that kind of thing and so i'm glad that they don't make him uncomplicatedly bad or something you know uh I think that his character flaw isn't even his extremism; it is his paranoia, which is a better turn for him than it would be to have it just be like, "Oh, he he bombs convoys, and that's not cool." Um, so I think they they do right by him in that way, but they also show him like his paranoia getting the better of him and using his like torture tentacle creature on on people that's maybe not not as good uh so f- 13 years later cargo pilot Bodhi rook defects from the empire taking a Bodhi. holographic message recorded by galen to guerrera on the desert moon jetta so that's a uh, riz Ahmed the imperial pilot yep um you gotta so say yeah. two
2: two movies in a row defector stuff right
0: yes and so yeah, last week we were talking about how like um Finn or yeah, Finn is uh like the one guy to to like wake up to this and realize like what what's going on? Um I guess not. Yeah. I guess we see uh Riz Ahmed uh you know also also defect. And then we also see other defectors in Andor as well, the show. Um and so I thought about that for a little bit this week and was thinking like, well, how does that, how does that position, position things? And I think that Rogue One and Andor position it better than Force Awakens does, where it's just suddenly like, we we don't really get like the awakening of Finn in any meaningful way. It's just we're like, what? what? And <laughs> That's um, what we're
3: doing. Right. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. that is what we're doing. I'm glad you've got your blaster and armor.
0: <laughs> yeah and we and we see a political awakening in this movie with Jinn, um otherwise and it it I think it makes more sense in this movie um and then also in andor andor we see other people but we won't talk about that uh but we we start in with Riz Ahmed already being like I'm trying to defect we don't need to explain his political awakening I think we can just sort of guess at that where you can have different you could you, you could be politically awakened in in in, in many Many different ways.
2: I got, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, pre- like, preemptively disagree with uh, Jin having had a political awakening. Awakening in this movie. Maybe we can come come back to that. But uh, I feel like her arc was, you know, not especially deep in my mind.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about it now because. Okay. Because because you brought it up and I think it's a good spot for it. That was the. That was the that that was the I think that was a kind of popular criticism of of the movie when it when it came out that it was like yeah the, the, her turn was really sudden um and then suddenly she's this this leader and all that is that kind of I don't even feeling? know
2: about the sudden part. it just seemed like okay, she's a kid, and she grew up, and like even if she's like you know a child of a Nazi collaborator, basically. It's like, well, yeah, but she she saw saw her parents or her mom get killed and soon enough she's going to see her dad get killed. And so she's not she's it seems like set up from the first minute. The first time you see her on screen really that like, okay, she's not exactly a an empire uh lover, right? And then and then we're going to come back and in, you know, 20 minutes or so, she's going to meet Mad Mickelson again and uh he's gonna die and then i guess people are gonna say that she had a turn then but it's it's i don't know it doesn't feel like much of an awakening to me i mean i guess you can say that she went from being kind of apathetic to not being apathetic and that's the hard turn and i guess i agree with that but to me it doesn't really doesn't really read as like any kind of a a, awakening uh like uh like a change of like a real change of heart or anything like that. It's just like someone kind of being active. It feels more like somebody being activated in the moment, you know? Yeah. It seems almost like it, if anything, I mean, it it only seems uh like a, a better character arc than other characters in star Wars because so many of the other like rebel people are just like portrayed as like a hundred percent on all the time. I'm always hating the empire. I'm always ready to stand around the hologram pool table and look at the map of where we're going next, you know? Uh, but that's not really how people, I don't know, are, you know, you, you turn on and off all the time. Yeah. You, you kind of oscillate, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to do the thing that is the, the <laughs> ultimate winning argument where I say, uh, I agree with you and that's why it's good. Um, but <laughs> okay. like I, I, I gave this some, some thought and that like, yeah, I agree. It's not really an awakening and activation is a great word for it because we, she's lived her whole life in the shit, right? Like there, there, there isn't like this. Uh, No one needs to explain to Jin that like the empire is bad, right? Like, she yeah. sees them kill her mom and she's like worked in a prison camp her whole life or something like right or whatever um and she just it, it's like uh it's like this fucking sucks like the, like i i obviously know that this all sucks um what the hell like i can't i can't do anything about it nobody could do anything about it look at it everything sucks and they're building like a, a nuke too um yeah but then when she's presented with the opportunity when she realizes that she has a chance to fight them and like can actually make a difference i think like that's like that kind providing that opening is kind of like the i don't know the radical message of the movie or something right where like that goes a really long way like um it took me one job out of college uh, to real to uh if, like if you came to me one month into my first job out of college and told me i could dedicate my life to making my bosses miserable i would i would do anything um and ah uh, how i've grown but i also think that that has something to do with like her becoming a more like leader in the movement too where um i don't know you kind of slot into these movements w- with whatever energy you bring to it and if people start looking to you then you just kind of like go with it and uh i don't know people the people have heard that there's no fervor like a recent convert then too where like if she suddenly realized like no like we can do this like we are gonna be super gung-ho about it like yeah she is gonna be one of the people to kind of lead stuff so i don't know i think it, i think it was that that activation was kind of cool i thought
2: I feel like if uh even even if I agree with that which maybe I agree with a good degree of that I think it happens too early though mm. like I think that's the kind of thing that maybe makes a movie interesting but in in this movie and even more so in the previous movie with Finn if you just kind of like make all that stuff happen make an activation or a change of heart happen like, 30 45 minutes an hour into the movie or something into like a two hour movie uh i don't know i think that's it's kind of boring sometimes like that should be the really interesting part of the movie not the hour after where it's like now you know exactly who the good guys are and we're all the good guys and we're gonna you know uh create a bunch of chaos and have a good fight scene and win in the end that's not the. That's not as much of the interesting part to me. I think it's more interesting, like if you kind of, I don't know, draw it out. She's maybe doing stuff. She's doing stuff for you know seventy five, eighty percent of the movie, and then you know finally, finally steps out of her comfort zone. Finally is you know activated in the the meaningful way that kind of helps save the day or something like that. In in the context like of Han a superhero? movie like this. Uh, maybe actually more like him. Yeah, maybe. Because I guess he's drawn out a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. yeah. To right at the end. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but, and so that, like, you could have, there is, like, maybe, like, an hour chunk in the middle where, like, Jin isn't, isn't doing much. But I do think that the movie kind of hands, does a little bit of a relay race, a little bit, and then, excuse me, um... And uh, I don't know, like, hands the baton to uh, Cassian Andor as kind of like the other like protagonist going on throughout this. And um, sure. So I don't know. I I don't disagree with that though. I yeah. That could, there could have been more tension with her character arc. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Andor because uh we we see him here. Rebel, or we're introduced to him here. Rebel Alliance intelligence officer Cassian Andor learns of Rook's defection. And the Death Star from an informant. And so, our introduction to this character is him, uh, like killing an informant in the, uh, in the alley, uh, because he's making too much noise. And so, like, we're, like, right off the bat, like, oh shit, like the, uh, the Rebels are, are not this, like, uncomplicatedly, like, I don't know. Yeah. Lib, good guy style thing. Um, and in a way where, like, in a lot of movies, like you watch like uh, John Wick, and you're like, John Wick's the good guy, and uh, he kills a lot of people. But you, but it, the the camera shows it in such a way that it's kind of like, whatever, like it. That's that's the story. You're still cheering for this guy who's doing a lot of murder. Um, that's the case for like every action movie. That's every every movie. Um, yeah. In this though, the camera is very deliberately like showing us this isn't just like him shooting a bad guy and trying trying to escape this is like shooting somebody in the back uh doing a dirty thing to like keep quiet and like keep the mission going kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so um i think that's a really like cool intro to uh a character somebody who's doing the dirty work for uh for the cause um and also diego luna is so cool i love his performance
2: I, I will say that I did find that part uh, disorienting, though, like in the in the lang- using the language of cinema, specifically the language of cinema for children. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I thought that Disney guy was just showed
0: be... them shooting a guy in the back. I
2: thought this was supposed to be a good, good guy. And yeah. so it really is disorienting because you think you're watching a children's movie and you are watching a children's movie mostly. But like it kind of switches things up on you. Yeah, I guess.
0: Like it's surprising what you can what the what what they got away with in this movie, I think. And then also yeah. in Andor. Um but I'll I do not know. I, I was gonna say I'll promise to stop saying that, but I'm not gonna promise to stop saying that. <laughs> uh so Jin is who is played by Felicity Jones. Uh didn't say that. Um she does all right, I guess. It's fine. But she's freed from an Imperial Labor Camp labor camp at Wobani, which Whoa Bonnie if we're a, if you're if you're a careful puzzle puzzle fiend, you might notice is an, an anagram of Obi wan <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> really cool. But yeah, nice. she's freed from an Imperial labor camp at Wobani and is brought to the the rebel leaders Bail Organa and Mon Mothma, who convince her. Is
2: yeah? that a real? Sorry, the Obi wan thing is that like a real thing, or are you gonna give something away? But is no, that there's a real no, thing? no
0: no lore to that. That's just like. Okay, the, uh, so you you're getting, having you're,
2: fun. You're doing numerology on Star yes, Wars. Yes, I'm doing now. numerology on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. just curious. Yeah.
0: No, I don't think it's like he's secretly <laughs> the planet or something. Um, I don't yeah. think there's like a lore connection there. This one of those like he's, an Easter egg thing where like camp- uh they what's the net the, later on they they say that like some ship is like SW zero nine six eight or something like that and it's like SW. Star Wars. All right, <laughs> that's the type
3: of Easter egg that my brain can like Ugh! really it's get excited a, the about. The Easter
0: egg of uh, <laughs> Frank Underwood pissing on the gravestone. And- oh my <laughs> god! And it looks like a, someone flipping them off. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but that's how this.
2: Wait, this is. I know it's uh, the kind of like reverse engineering an Easter egg, but the whole Rogue One thing is a reference to one of the older, earlier movies that we saw, right? Well, I mean I know that's how it ends obviously, but I can't remember which which one it is. Where they like oh, Rogue 1 got the Yeah, in map.
0: Empire there's a dude like flying around and uh he's he's saying like Rogue 2, check in, whatever. And we never hear Rogue 1 yeah. said. Um and so like it is it, maybe it's we're supposed to learn that like in honor of the mission that these guys go on here later on, the rebels name their fleet Rogue numbers. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the connection you're supposed to make. You know? If I ever, if I ever
2: get to direct a Star Wars movie, which I know I'm, I'm high in the running for. Yeah, I'm on I'm, track running for. They're it. loving I'm, the series. I'm just gonna throw in, I'm, I'm throwing in some stuff just so they have to make a movie about it in the future. Like you guys still <laughs> haven't, you, you haven't explained it to me yet, but uh, I know about the Jar Jar Binks being a bad guy thing. And yeah, I don't know, I'll just have somebody in the background say like, Oh yeah, I was I was talking to this guy and he said Misa Misa the Sith Misa, <laughs> Misa the, Sith. the Master Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah. No n- no connection to the movie, but then Disney in twenty fifty has to make, you know, return of Jar Jar.
0: You know, whatever. <laughs> Jar Jar's Revenge. What would Jar Jar's Darth name be? What is Sith name? Raj be? Raj. Raj. Raj Raj just backwards (laughs) yeah Darth Raj (laughs) yeah
3: I feel like Lucas would come up with just a really good bad Darth name for him Darth Stinky (laughs) yes (laughs) pig pig Latin style Darth uh crap I
2: can't ever do the pig Latin stuff Darth (laughs) Binks Binks May Darth Darth
0: Olest May (laughs) Misa. Ooh. All right. So Bail Organa and Mon Mothma convince Jin to find and rescue Galen, so the Alliance can learn more about the Death Star. Cassian is covertly ordered to aid Jin but kill Galen rather than extract him. Um. Jin, Cassian, and reprogrammed Imperial droid K2SO travel to Jeddah. And I assume Ooh. I need to pause here for Ben. <laughs>
3: For ben to state a wrong opinion.
0: Would you like to c- comment on either on any of the characters I just mentioned?
2: Oh yeah, I forgot his name though. What was his name again? <laughs> K two. Oh yeah, K two. S-O. What a terrible name. Sorry, I was I I got something to say. You know, whatever Jedda thing. But uh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> K two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Easily the worst. Maybe maybe not easily. Ben's but-
0: caught in a k-hole in this one.
2: I think this guy is. This guy sucks big time. It did not take me long to decide that this guy sucks. I hate this guy. K two, get out of here. Get out of the movie. You know, Kickstarter to replace this guy completely (laughs) from the movie. I hate him so much. The like ten times more annoying than C three PO. You like how people say C three PO is annoying. I know I've been an R two D two hater way worse than r2d2 too this guy is the worst because it's it's not just c3po and r2d2 annoying robot guys it's that but what if what if you know george lucas was actually that joss whedon guy back in the (laughs) 70s when he when he wrote this this guy is so annoying, and then they what's so they, bad about it? They, they, I feel like
3: he's just—I
2: don't know what to say. He's just so <laughs> annoying. I hate it every single time he was talking. <laughs> just shut
3: up.
0: <laughs> yeah. A kiss. I, I feel no closer
3: too? to understanding Ben's uh, hatred, uh, <laughs> but uh, I—I I, watched—I watched this immediately after, like the next day after we recorded last, so. It's not quite as fresh in my mind. Um, I just vaguely remember him being fine. <laughs> kind of funny occasionally. Even. I, yeah. I I mean, I, I, I guess
2: you know maybe maybe you guys are gonna disagree with me on the the philosophy of this uh, here, but I gotta say, if you're a robot, you gotta listen to the humans and just shut
0: up. With I'm worried <laughs> that that's stuff. your opinion, dude. <laughs> you're like literally an AI scientist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look out
2: <laughs> for that. I-,
1: I think if you're a <laughs> robot, you
2: d- don't d- stop with the sassy talking back <laughs> to the, <laughs> the humans who you're working with. It's annoying. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I got to say when they shot him in that one scene, didn't care and also was mostly just glad that he wasn't going to show up anymore and could not understand why this guy this guy's only been in one movie, uh, is somehow getting like more fanfare about dying than any of the other robots in the other
3: movies. No, have we had other robot deaths? Yeah, who? Uh, well, I don't sure know. Other robots some. get they get
2: blown up, you know. Whatever.
0: Like R four gets his shit ripped off, but like he all, was like a tertiary character for one scene anyway.
2: All the I don't know. All the robots in in uh, what about Cloud City where they take apart the robots? You know, you got the robot,
3: uh, you know, uh.
2: I feel like yeah, you're overblowing the emotional room.
3: impact of
2: that, though. The, all the characters are like, oh, oh no, K two, whatever. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, Luna. He's like, oh no, K two. What the? F- it's a robot. They had just a reinstall bro. him on something else.
3: <laughs> just reinstall uh, him
2: on another one. I there think were a that- bunch of other hymns walking around outside robot ones, and they talked about how they can just you know reinstall him at the beginning of the movie. And then he, you know, stomps the keyboard
3: and then <laughs> I'm not circuits. saying this was Iron Giant, but do you like Iron Giant, Ben? Uh,
2: I don't remember the whole story, but I would say I like that guy as a robot. You know, good, good robot. K2, bad robot.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> so it would be okay. I'm not sure exactly what point I'm making other than abstractly it's okay. To... There are
0: some robots you're sympathetic to. It's not just you're not just racist to robots or something. Mm, yeah. Like you. Okay. Yeah. I don't. know. Um,
2: yeah. No robots. Though. For in, the in record, yeah. These were all annoying. Yeah.
0: But would the over with the robot overloads take over? He's not racist against you. Just some of you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> I. Um, I think of of the droids. K two s o is. Uh, head and shoulders better than any of the other ones that we've seen so far. Uh, he is by far the least annoying. I still, he still is filling the like comic relief role, and so like the like quips, not huge fan of. But um, I think I think it's doing a subversive Star Wars trope because like with like BB-8 is like a little like he's a cute little guy. RTD's is a cute little guy. C3PO is just like a, I mean cute guy or something i don't know but uh this one is what if the droid was a big guy and so turn, turns turns everything on its head there but yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't remind him it's alan tuduk tuduk who or i don't know how to pronounce his name i like um, that was, it's a robot that i'm not having to
3: go like their lines aren't having to give aren't having to be given to me with the like the answer from the act the other actors what'd you say k2 you think I should go to the mall? You yeah. Think this looks like a good thing to buy. <laughs> yeah. That's a great plan. We should go to the store. Mm-hmm.
0: But, dude, also, c 3 po is in this movie very briefly for three seconds, and it's the worst three seconds of the movie. It fucking sucks. It's so. So, like, I. It's, it's. It's. I'm glad. And I'm glad it was in there that, like, we get a quick cameo where. C 3 O's been like R two, I can't believe all of this is happening. And um, even says something like, it, like more annoying than what I just said. He's like, they fly now, they fly now, R two. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm glad it was in there to provide that. Like, um, I don't know, it's 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 in context. C three like I can it it, it proves C three PO is annoying as shit. It's not just like. movie around it or something i don't know like yeah you've mentioned
3: the rule before that you shouldn't uh remind people of a better movie um is it a should go the other way remind me people remind people of worse (laughs) movies
0: (laughs) yeah i guess not you should not yeah just good a a, a good yeah a good follow-up to that rule is just like how about don't fucking talk about other movies like do other movies in your movie um yeah i do think that there's some The last like few minutes of this movie that like connect up to New Hope, some of it works. Like maybe one thing in it in particular works. Yeah, like Darth Vader fighting looks pretty cool. Is that? Yes. But like, and then I guess like the whole like point of it is like getting the Death Star plans. Like, yeah, sure. Um, this movie could like movie this movie or movies like this could do something could make a huge misstep right and i think we we see that happen in the star wars series where it's like what if there was a calvin and Hobbes strip that talk that like tells you what the noodle incident was um like why would that wouldn't be funny that wouldn't be interesting like the whole point of having us like reference the noodle incident is to have this be this thing floating in your head as like oh god what did what did calvin do yeah what the what the hell happened and um so it's like it's 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 interesting what you pick and choose to to explain in the backstory because some of it can just be evocative in that way um the cool thing about this movie is that like i a you know rebel pilots or you know like pilots stealing the um the death star plans isn't something that's like that I don't know, fun to imagine, really, or something. It's like you just kind of like take somebody at your word for it and like, okay, sure. And then, so like when you pick up and explain it in this movie, you're not like ruining the mystique or something the way that you might do if you just said, your father and I fought in the Clone War. And then you're like, holy shit, I got an idea <laughs> for three movies, dude. Let's go. <laughs> and like, still don't explain it anyway. But, um, you know, like it, 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 it's, 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 you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't. In, in this movie, it mostly works. And I guess we'll we'll get to the parts later on where it doesn't work 100%. But okay, so Jin, Cassian, and reprogrammed Imperial droid K2SO travel to Jeddah, where the Empire is removing kyber crystals from the Holy City to power the Death Star. Guerrera and its partisans are engaged in an armed insurgency against them. I so, gotta
2: say, they're really getting lazy with the names. Sorry, on the Jeddah part. I mean... Jim is a na- pre existing It is a yes. sp- place. <laughs> so this, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they would. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> that's all I yeah. got to say. You yeah. know. The, the thing I'd say in that is like, yeah, they didn't write that for this movie. Like Lucas has already, already called it that. And it's called Jeddah because that's where like the Jedi, like, that's <laughs> like their holy temple <laughs> thing. And it's like, you, but yeah, don't call it Jeddah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah come on <laughs> um and uh yeah we we see the oh yeah i like the the shots of scale throughout this um i have the wrong gareth and my ben you pointed this out to me uh, yeah i thought that this gareth was the same gareth that did uh the raid movies but that's a different gareth that's a different um, one that's that's gareth evans this guy's gareth edwards or do i have that backwards I
3: don't remember doesn't matter but I'm looking at it. this one's edwards
0: okay so gareth edwards did though do godzilla in 2014 before this yeah. which i think mostly i don't really remember that much from it other than uh the opening titles or dope as shit um mm. but an important part to it, it must but it must have been good enough to land in this gig because uh i mean because he got the gig but something in you might imagine is important in a godzilla movie Is to get the sense of scale going, Um, and I can't speak to the Godzilla movie, but in this movie, I think they do a great job. Like we see how big the star, the Star Destroyer is, like like hovering over Jeddah, and uh, I feel like we get a couple of oh yeah, we get like the, the the like the Death Star coming out of darkness behind like a Tie Fighter. We get like a couple of in front of a Star Destroyer. I don't know, it's cool. Um, Probably, it
3: sounds like it would have been a fun IMAX one. Like for that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't the dome, unfortunately. I would still love to mm-hmm. see a dome. It still burns me that you can call an IMAX an IMAX and it doesn't have the dome. You don't really mean it. Yeah. Yeah. The domes are so sick. You should have, we to be have at, a, one. S-
3: at a
2: science center. You should have to be at a science center if you're gonna call your place an IMAX.
0: Yeah.
3: Or if you're gonna do like the small one, you have to call it IMAX Junior. Or, or yeah,
0: like, or like what you call like a TEDx style thing. You call it IMAXx or something. Yeah, this IMAXP. is like the the fakes one, the fake one. Yeah,
2: IMAX with three x's at the end, and then everybody's confused about what 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 are you showing?
0: IMin call it that. Yeah, yeah. Um, meaning Max. So, <laughs> there's, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're supposed to, I think, pretty obviously make connections. With the uh, U- U.S. occupation of Iraq and Afghanistan, and the uh, rebels that are fi- the lo- the local rebels that are fighting ag- back against the empire, I
3: um, shan't be thinking about that while watching in the year a Star Wars movie
0: in the year twenty sixteen. St- right, Still so the only thing we're able
2: to acknowledge, yeah,
0: <laughs> there's still well, there's a perpetual war going on. True, true, it's, it's still happening. Um, Atticus, are you saying get politics out of my Star Wars? I'm saying I have no capacity for movies,
3: I guess, <laughs> that everyone's like, this movie's about this, and I'm like, oh, I was just like watching Star Wars, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, but I, there's very deliberate costuming going on, I think, of the, like the Rebel Locals, and when you, when you first see it on screen, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, like you're, you're kind of grimacing, and then you're like, okay, it's on the nose, but I guess I'll take it, you know, um, we see... Like I, I've I've decided it's okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I'm in that position. All right, and now we get to uh, Ben's character here. Um, so with the aid of blind spiritual warrior Chirit Imwe and his mercenary friend Baze Malbus, Jin makes contact with Guerrera, who is holding Rook captive.
3: This is who I was thinking of weeks and weeks ago when we were talking about neutral force users. Mm. Mm. Is that what? You yeah, mean?
0: yeah, 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 totally. Totally, he's not a, he's not on the light side or dark side, um, and I think that like we got a hint that Maz Kanata in Force Awakens like, I'm not a Jedi, but like I use the Force, whatever, or like know about the Force or to in tune with the Force, um, mm-hmm. I like exploring that a little bit more. There's like other like if we if we take like, I would be totally fine if the Force did not exist in Star Wars. I don't think I don't think it's necessary for Star Wars to exist. Yeah, agree. But if and plug for andor none of that bullshit's in there um but the uh if there is gonna be force shit in there i am glad that we get to see someone like i don't know donnie yen in this who is like i don't know this uh a local who is a diehard fan i guess devotee of the temple sure what do you think ben
2: yeah, he's like he he's uh I, I when when you're saying you want to learn, you know, about neutral force users, you got uh I feel like maybe the way they talk about it in the other movies, you know, maybe there maybe there's like a force a force pass. You know, oh, do you have the force pass? Are you allowed to use the force pass? And so that that makes that makes Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen sort of like the M&M of the, of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's all I've got yep. to say on that.
0: He's okay. Oh, I thought you had like imminent. thoughts about Donnie Yen's character.
2: Oh no. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the negative stuff I got to say, I'm, I'm annoyed. Obviously I'm late on seeing this movie, but now I'm, I, I get to be annoyed because I saw this movie just a couple weeks after I saw uh John wick four. And I had, you know, mm. b- basically similar complaint of like Donnie Yen is a very good martial arts uh, actor he's a good actor but he's a very good martial arts actor and i felt like in 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 john wick 4 they really kind of like sandbagged his character uh to not make anybody else look bad and i feel the same way about this too and also i guess this should be more of a you know detractor for john wick 4 but like having to see him be like the, the a, a, you know the the blind figure phenom you know fighter guy in in two movies that i didn't really like it because he doesn't really get to oh he does the same thing in john wick yeah he's a he's a blind assassin Mm. a friend of apparently it was his idea to be
0: blind in rogue one
2: okay well yeah i mean I'll, i'll question his uh his judgment on on that one but i did see an interview that said that uh he wasn't going to do he didn't really know if he wanted to do Star Wars, but he asked his kids and they're like, yeah, you gotta yeah dad be in, be in Star Wars that's and cute he's like can I do hitman again or something like that and that's like <laughs> I'm really good at like no, we want you to be in
3: Star Wars, but yeah, yeah I agree. Whatever. You should ask their kids yeah we'll uh, see them in.
0: I agree with you Ben I think that like the the action scenes like it, it it didn't really know what to do with Donnie Yen like no and and I think that like if you get someone like Donnie Yen which like is a very short list of people you should be prepared to do some cool ass shit you know or like do right yeah. by it otherwise get somebody else like because you could have you could have a million people dodging fake blasters like the, 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 like you have yeah. somebody like lean later and like <laughs> make donnie yen do do all of do his surreal. shots with live ammo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: not really well, noticeable in the film but a good i mean it's like because
0: like all the all the blaster shots are going to be cg anyway so it's like he just kind of like it's just walk around just like what yep. yep yeah and then like oh we'll just time it in later like you could you could have a million people do that and like you, you they they kind of try to give him like a couple of action scenes that just like I know what you're kind of trying to he's like kicking ass with a with the staff and like that could be cool and like I like I like the idea of Donnie in kicking ass as a force sensitive like non Jedi yeah. style guy but yeah it's not like like maybe they should have got the other Gareth in there to like do some fucking like stunt directing Stunts. His. yeah 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 like get some actual martial arts going on
2: yeah, so I, I didn't like that. And and what I'm about to say uh, didn't really Here's the affect, racist rant. No, the, the, okay. uh, no, but it is about a, another city. Uh, I I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, but ever since Shelly told me uh, and, and pointed out to me, I guess, that uh, you know, Donnie Yen like went to high school in Boston, uh, I cannot stop... Noticing his Boston accent, like it just sticks. It sticks out so. It sticks out so much. Damn, I need to rewatch ASAP. Yeah, the force. If you lit like if you, I I watched one
3: with the force. The force is with me. I
2: exactly like that is how it it sounds. Like if you if you're expecting it, you will never be able to not (laughs) notice it anymore. And I felt that way watching John Wick, and I felt that way watching this one. And now I've watched some of his, you know, older movie. He doesn't, he doesn't have like that many movies in in, in English uh, that I've seen. But like every time I I see him now and he's speaking English, all I notice is the Boston accent. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, so funny. It's very distracting because so many. I, I know I've talked about the British stuff and, and all the British characters in in previous movies, but like, uh, this this one for sure, like him being like having like the Boston accent. Is really distracting to me because it just seems like such an un Star Wars thing. I just have to believe that no, like no one in this, you know, a part of time or the universe or whatever, nobody, nobody else has a Boston accent in Star Wars so far <laughs> as as far as I've seen. A bunch of other accents. There's no Boston guys. British but, yes. <laughs> Boston no. Yeah, it's just very d- distracting. I I don't know.
0: It's also funny to, like, hear that now and, like, listen back. Like, I can obviously hear it in my memory. And so, like, I don't know, egg on my face. Be like, yeah, that's just how, like, (laughs) he sounds. Like, that's how like, that's a Chinese accent. Like, no, that's like a Boston accent.
2: No, yeah, it's Boston. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's so embarrassing for me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny.
2: Yeah. You'll never, if you watch it again and think about it, you'll never be able to not notice it when you hear him talk now. But, yeah. It's like having Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck suddenly in Star Wars or something like that, <laughs> which maybe they sh- maybe they should do, but yeah.
0: Um. So okay, so Jin makes contact with Guerrera, who is holding Rook captive. Uh, I do like Forrest Whitaker's performance here. He like he has the paranoia gas that he that he huffs. I think that's kind of cool. Hmm. Um. So Guerrera shows Jin the message in which Galen reveals. He has secretly built a vulnerability into the Death Star. The schematics detailing this are in an Imperial data bank on the planet Scarif. Um they say uh Ben's favorite line from any movie here, uh, don't look up at some level or at some <laughs> point. Uh yep. so they make Grera a lot more complicated than Galen in here. So that this is this is a this is an issue I take with the movie where like they kind of portray him. Who's Guerrero? Guerrero is Forest Whitaker. Oh. Okay. Galen is Mads Mickelson. Yeah. And they make I think they they kind of make Galen this heroic character in um like I don't know. I I'm I'm not sure how how the camera sees him. It kind of seems like the camera sees him as a bit of a heroic character. I mean like yeah, he built the uh the the vulnerability into the Death Star. I think there should also maybe be some Something. <laughs> I don't know. He built the
3: Death Star as well. Like you, That first part of that sentence was he built the Death Star.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't know. And so yeah, this is like the this some of this is like, is this the exact type of communist that I am? But also it's like it's we're very clearly setting up uh he's a Nazi collaborator, Nazi scientist, whatever. Like he didn't have to do this. <laughs> he didn't like he could have Nobly according refused. to him he does
3: he's like I had to they would have done it otherwise so I was I'm actually a good guy because they would have done it anyway i had Are you to, sure prove it
2: I mean I think the rationale is that he had to he he thought that he had to do it because yeah they they would have done it anyway and the other people might not have built
3: uh the vulnerability you know the the blow up button in the middle of it it's, it's kind of convenient though that he's sure that they would have been able to figure it out without him
0: why do they need him so bad if, if they could have done it anyway <laughs> Uh, also, pretty, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it wouldn't have gone gone down like that if I was there. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have uh, very, very uh, deftly or orchestrated a all of them to like, I don't know, point the guns in reverse or like install them backwards or something. And so the first time they tried to do a test thing, it blew itself up. Something like that. I, I, I easy, think they should have done. Here, here's a good idea for another
2: movie that they can layer in, you know, to, to the depths of this already, like, you know, talking about a, a reference from another movie, they should build like a bridge on the river Kwai, but for star Wars, death star movie, bridge and over the river qui gon e- Yeah. Bridge over the river qui gon <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And we, yeah, it was, it, it, there's an Alex Guinness character, which is probably Mads Mickelson and he gets really into it. And, uh, you know, it's about honor first. Well, first, it's about I'm not gonna do any work because I'm an officer. And then it's about the the honor for for my men. And we're gonna build this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna build it well. And we're gonna show we're gonna we're gonna show the Empire that uh, that rebels can build a good you know bridge slash uh, <laughs> death Death Star. And then you know, I guess him trying to stop it. I guess as they try to blow it up.
0: Yeah, like they they kind of paint him as like. I don't know the heroic Star Wars Oppenheimer kind of guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, on the Death Star, actually, I mean, since since you brought up that movie, like, I think I do think this, this at a certain point, this movie really does turn into a, like a pretty good war movie. Um, we eventually get get to like pretty good war movie territory. Okay, so on the Death Star, Krennic orders a low powered test shot, which destroys Jeddah's capital. Jin and her group take Rook and flee the moon, but Guerrera remains to die with the city. Um, so Jyn must abandon her adopted father to die, only to rush to her biological father's death. Um, we get a great sense of scale in the escape, and I like the escape scene. I think it looks cool. Um, and I think this whole scene helps give context to just how horrible the Death Star is. I mean, obviously, we know it blows up planets and all that, but uh, we talked about it when we talked about New Hope, uh, we just kind of see it like, boop, a planet off in the distance, and it's like very quickly shrugged off. Um, yeah. here, the destruction of just the one city is like really, really intense. I guess is the maybe the way to say it.
2: Do they just destroy? I was confused. Did they just destroy the one city at a time, or did they also blow up the whole planet?
0: They did not blow up the whole bullshit. Okay. And, it's, and it's even because, just a moon.
2: Because yeah. I was I was really confused about the the animation going on there like it's just a weird they shoot it at what seems like a very weird unlikely angle you know like just as that you know moon or whatever the aim wasn't 100
0: percent. yeah
2: is orbiting or not orbiting but it's like uh it's uh rotating away from the the laser i don't know whatever i didn't like that
0: (laughs) to be honest whatever that was i didn't like it
3: I feel like they were restricted by plot of um the next movie um a new hope saying like this is our first test of destroying a planet. Yeah. Otherwise mm-hmm. they definitely would have gone for a whole planet.
0: Yeah. But it all but in that way it does help give context to it and like give it more scale that way. Um we get a, we get we get an answer to like a question that we had in the new hope episode where we realize, like, wait, where the fuck is the death star? Like it was here and now it's there. Like, what is that? And then they never talk about it traveling. They never show it traveling or like imply that it can travel. It's the size of a moon. So you're like, can it travel? And this, we get like a, we get a, we get an explanation. They're like, yes, do hyperspace travel. There you go. We're like, Okay, fine. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin congratulates Krennic before using Brooks' defection and security leak as a pretext to take control of the project. So we get a CG Peter Cushing in this, and mm. uh big thumbs down from me. This is uh, not good. Um, I would recommend if they came to me, if they, if I if if I, yeah. And after Ben gets to do his Star Wars movie, it gets to me, and they're like. All right, make a Star Wars movie with characters f- like that that are in other movies, um, and I guess that aren't like droids or I don't know, like Mark Hamill's still around and it's not gonna be like old guy. Just don't show their faces, don't show their faces. Like if they they right have to be in it. the scene, yeah, Do exactly. It. If you right around it, don't have them in it at all. Maybe, maybe make you can make it an oblique reference or maybe have it like. You have to just left the like, room. You just get the back of their head. <laughs> the it, most, actually, yeah. yeah,
2: the most you can do is like a little window uh, reflection. Yes, think, which they do do. And when they did that at first, I remember thinking, "I don't think that's him." That was like the first shot, and I was like, "I, I think this is CG." And then they show, but it would have it would have been fine if it was left. It would have been fine. if It was just their,
0: yeah like do like cut it like right as he like turns around you see like just the side of the face and then you just get the reverse shot over the shoulder and you see them like looking down I'm like yes sir yeah sure whatever and like you sh- shoot it that way um at the end of the movie like you just sort of see like the back of uh Leia like in, in the hallway you know like just like a woman in like a white dress basically and you are and when i first thought i was like oh that's kind of cool like you just kind of like get the point that like is somebody handy you should have just had the, the the soldier like hand yeah. this uh, body double just like the thing and then like the door like closes in front of the camera or something but they committed fully to the deep fake and uh, yeah I, I I hated that too like yeah yeah and honestly even though you can put anybody in the Vader costume what the he's cool in the fight scene maybe you maybe you have like one wide shot where you like sort of see his whole thing and then you i don't know see like the close-up slashings from the beginning but like having like dialogue scenes i don't know and also that was a bad dialogue scene later on that we see uh see that okay so yeah don't do a cg peter cushing so rook leads the group to galen's imperial research facility on the planet Izu, where cadastion chooses not to kill galen moments later rebel bombers attack the facility Galen is wounded and dies in Jin's arms before she escapes with her group on a stolen Imperial cargo shuttle. Um so we do get some cool guns in this like so it raises the raises the I don't know question like could guns be cooler than lightsabers? Um I do think Donnie Yen's staff that turns into like a big bow blaster thing that's pretty sick and then Baze's gun that like shoots a bunch of bullets at once and hits all their targets that's really cool too uh i w- i was here for each of those um i was all about that i also like the um the sort of argument between andor and Jin. um two two pretty two, two good actors going at it and there's good like tension between them um good stuff krennic is summoned by darth vader to answer for the death star's attack on Jeddah. Krennic seeks his support for an audience with the Emperor, but Vader instead force chokes him and orders him to ensure no further breaches occur. <sighs> so, wh- some some things about this are cool. I think this is on the Mustafar on Mustafar, right? Like we get the uh, like Vader's just hanging out on this and like his evil planet where he turned That's into cool. Vader. Yeah, um, we see him like floating in the back to tank a little bit. Like, okay, I guess he's trying to he- heal his ass um and even that room where they where uh he and ben mendelson have the conversation like the it looks great like the 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 room looks really cool like the lighting and i don't know just it it looks cool but the conversation like the dialogue itself unfortunate um to have in the first place uh he's like force choking him and he goes be careful not to choke on your aspirations yeah get out of here that's stupid yeah. Joss
2: Whedon, Darth Vader.
0: Didn't need him to talk in this. Like, just have somebody, like... Wouldn't it be cooler if, like, Ben Mendelsohn, like, went up to him? I mean, y- you could you could play this for comedy, and, I'd, and like, maybe in some scenes you could... It, it would work. Um, But if you'd have Ben Mendelsohn, like, go, and you, like... All you need to do is show the wide shot of Mustafar, and you can even have the, like, back to tank or something. And you can... um have the soft breathing in the background, but you have, you just see Ben Mendelsohn being like Lord Vader, uh, this is what's happening. And then, and then he starts like, he, he goes through it and then he starts like, um, nervously projecting like the response that he's like receiving from, from Vader. And, uh, obviously no expression is changing on whatever he's seeing, but he's like, Oh, I should just, I, I should leave, right? I should leave. Okay. I'll leave. But that's kind of weed but, uh, you could do something. You could do something in there. I'm pitching that in the writer's room.
2: I think they should have made Ben Mendelsohn's character a lot more aggressive anyway, too. Or just different. Mm. They made him be a little too whiny. One,
0: mm. you
2: got to make him be Australian. because he is. Australian. <laughs> Let him be
0: Australian. <laughs> Let
2: him be Australian. Uh, two, I think they should have made him drunk. Like his character in uh Mississippi Grind, and he should just be aggressively drunk the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it had something new that we haven't seen yet in the Star Wars Mustafa universe. Grind, yeah, but instead, he's like kind of whiny, like uh, he's kind of got like the you know middle management vibe of like a striver for a promotion or whatever. And no, that's boring,
0: make him. Make him drunk, make him drunk instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it is boring to have that be like the you know uh the villains like motivation in it. But I do think it's pretty crucial for the movie or for like the sort of like I don't know. You get like the banality of evil being like it is yeah. middle management. But like I get uh, I get what you're saying. It doesn't make I don't it...
2: disagree with that yeah. part. Yeah, I think they just need to make him more aggressive then. Make him still. You can still make him more menacing, even if it is for a banal reason.
0: They do a good job of that, and you guessed it, Andor. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn is so fucking good. I recently rewatched Mississippi Grind. Oh my god, it's like scary to watch him in that. It's crazy.
3: Aren't you guys both fans of a Bloodline? Seen that?
0: Yes, I was I've just seen, thinking about that. I've like, seen
3: a couple
2: episodes. I think that's informed my understanding of him. Two,
0: yeah, I mean, I th- that's I think that's the first time where like I, I kind of feel like that was maybe his big, big break, and then he did Killing Them Softly, um, but he, who is he, he in Killing Them Softly? I can't remember. The guy, I don't know. Like he's just Ben Mendelsohn's in it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, but but uh, when like th- that show Bloodline knew what they had when they when they had Ben Mendelsohn. I think they did a really good job of making. Him, this sort of like lurking, menacing guy that like, oh man, I don't know that that was well, that in, was a cool introduction onto the scene.
2: He was and, in the Place Beyond the Pines too, yes, which he, we oh, both yeah.
3: like. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in the the last Nolan Batman movie. Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. Was he in the meme scene? He uh, he's in the he's he's a suit
2: guy and he's talking to Bane and he's like complaining about you know
3: so he wouldn't be that in that scene that everyone memes on at the beginning no no he's uh, not that uh no yeah.
2: yeah he's not cia i think that's who you're thinking of okay
3: yeah that's little cia i'm cia that's little finger okay
2: yeah uh will knows that i i i've, uh, I've <laughs> i'm waiting for you to just recite
3: the whole scene <laughs> can you please you don't get to bring friends
2: he can't Go do ahead. it. He has done it before. I, I can't I can't remember it all right now, oh, okay. Yeah. The beginning goes <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim proposes a plan to steal the Death Star schematics using the rebel fleet, but fails to gain approval from the alliance council. feels victory against the empire <laughs> is now impossible. Frustrated at their inaction, Jin's group, Leads a small squad of rebel volunteers to raid the data bank. Um, so we sort of talked about this a little bit just now, but this movie is good at showing or hinting at some of the mechanics of the empire, um, like the office politics of it, but also the, I like the shield portal on the, on, on Scarif. That's kind of cool. Um, Scarif is uh, just Florida. It looks like. And uh, the Alliance versus this small group of, of, of heroes is very interesting where this drum I've been banging for a while is that like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa are these lib style individuals who want to reinstate the very government that was so easily corrupted in the first place. Um, And they have become more, I don't know, radical maybe. As time goes on, and then they they become more and more comfortable without outright fighting or, uh, in the beginning like funding these sort of freedom fighters, and then like okay, they're actually going to start getting like military leaders and stuff to do strategy and um wage these wage these battles, but never quite to the point of like, they 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 never they never uh, end up you know being okay with Saguerra, right? Um, and then we get this sort of like. This movie, I think, demonstrates a little bit here, uh, this uh, tendency of, or maybe this like inherent aspect to bureaucracy, to like or like, I don't know, the, the the bureaucracy of a revolutionary movement will like fundamentally always get in get in its own way. Is maybe what's going on. Um, I'm so fascinated to learn what uh, Tony Gilroy did with this movie so Gilroy um was brought on for it said like I think what is it like five million dollars um yeah he they 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 brought him in to they gave him five million dollars to come in as a fixer on the script and for the re and direct reshoots uh which is really sick because that's basically what Michael Clayton does (laughs) and Michael Clayton or like he's like the fixer lawyer whatever um and then to for him to then go on and make Andor, it's like, oh okay, clearly Gilroy has these he has the he he has a certain set of political beliefs that uh come through in andor and then you can see it you can see some of that in 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 Rogue one um and I'm just so curious what it was like before he got a hold of it like how did he well, was that in there before did he he put that in there? Oh, I'm just so curious, but like yeah. You get, he, 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 he got the, the five million dollar check to come in for to work for twelve weeks, and uh, got br- brought his uh, brother along to edit it. So pretty cool. Atticus, a, if you ever get the call, it, it was a success to story. I, was to
3: say, I hope you heard the. Le- I hope you learned the right lesson from that story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
2: that was the success story right there. Otherwise, we'd be you know talking about erasing the you know erasing Jar Jar Binks from this movie. Too. But yeah. this is where they brought those guys in to erase Jar Jar Binks and the rat,
0: <laughs> yeah, the rat like, at the end of the parted. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I am s- like I I I don't. I'm sure Disney is like got their shit locked down on NDAs or whatever. But like I'm so curious about the production of this movie because it's kind of um you we can only we can only all see it from the outside. But I'm but it was it's pretty uh, it was pretty obviously a mess. Um, it Zoe was saying this. Uh, she was reading like it became one of the most expensive movies ever, uh, if not the most expensive movie. Like more than way Avatar two way Pirates of, Water, of the Caribbean, like, <laughs> even him, Pirates of the Caribbean of three hundred sixty three hundred billion. <laughs> um, <laughs> with all of these reshoots and all of this, and so like I, I'm, I'm so curious, like what the, you know, the, the first sort of shape of it was. Um, and then, like, it's so surprising for a mess like that to come out and be, like, even fine. But for it to be good and feel, like, pretty coherent is pretty astonishing. I don't know. Very interesting. Um, And when we, we get this really cool scene where Jin is uh speaking. So, okay. So, there's this, like. So, th- 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 this meeting wraps up, and they're like, No, th- it's impossible to win against the Empire. Fuck it. We're fucked. Let's all go home. Goddamn, it's over. And Jin is pissed off. She's like, What the heck? We still have a chance to fight. We can do this. They're not listening to me, um, but no-, no one's here to help. And then, of course, around the corner comes Andor, and he's like, I believe you. And uh, I've got, you know, 40 people here with me that also believe you. And so, we've got this like small g- squad of people. And that that's where this rogue thing comes, where they 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 steal this this ship, and uh like when they're when when the for clearing for takeoff, they're like identify yourself. They're like this is a rogue one. That's where where the, where the name comes from. Um, and as they're landing on this, they're like they're, there's this moment in the ship. There's this scene where Jin is addressing the people there. They're like they're in it. They're there to fight but they're scared and they're confused. They're disobeying orders from their leadership and all of that. Um, but they've, they've been in the fight um, because they believed in the cause for as long as they have, uh, having done heinous shit, as Andor basically says, and we've seen his heinous shit. He just, you know, kills people in the back. But Jin gives this speech to them that is this is is why I think it is really good like war movie fair whatever where like it's this um we take chances until we're out of chances you know it's like well we, the we don't know how we're gonna do this, but they are getting on this ship and they like know that they have to fight because their consciences demand it all of their you know previous actions demand it that it has to be for something is what andor said and so they're on this and they're like, okay we we're gonna land on we're gonna land on Scarif, and then we just figure it out from there. Um, we we take a chance, we get into the building, and then we take another chance, and then we keep going until we're out of chances. And I don't know, that was just that's that was just a really cool scene and good good dialogue, and like really sets up the like the struggle in a more compelling way than just like I don't know soldiers running across the field at each other um and generally a good guy fighting bad guy you really get the sense that like i don't know it's really the shit for these guys so they land on the stolen imperial ship um like using like a like a old fake password kind of thing they get through that's like that first that first chance they take right uh so a disguised jinn and cassian enter the base with k2so while other rebels attack the Imperial garrison as a diversion. Uh, this is definitely the most I've been invested in a Star Wars sneak mission. Like, we get versions of this. Uh, we got some of this in, like, Force Awakens. We get this in other movies. Uh, this is this is one where I was, like, way more locked in. Very um, cool. The Alliance learns of the raid from the intercepted Imperial communications and deploys their fleet in support. So we're back in it. They're going to fight because they started the fight. And uh, Donnie Yen... Dodging blaster bullets, like we said, could could have given us more cool things to do. Uh, we get this the the, the cursed C three PO cameo during this scene. Um, no, thank you. Um, oh, and then seeing all of those Tie Fighters swarm out uh, up at at the gate, I thought was a an arresting image. It's sort of like, oh shit! Like they, I don't know, they 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 did a good job with the scale of the fight, where like you have a sort of sense that there's like maybe like six good guy there's so six rebel pilots um that are, are are fighting and then like this just swarm of tie fighters just starts pouring out of the dock and it's like oh man these odds are not are not good uh, it really ratchets up the tension did you have a bad feeling about it i had a bad feeling about it k2so sacrifices himself so jin and cassian can retrieve the data um very bizarre Archive setup like that's very funny that that's how you you got like your NAS working, um, like a big yeah, that like, sh-
3: that shouldn't be the way it works.
0: Like an arcade game, like the claw to like get retrieve a file. <laughs> Star Wars
3: technology <laughs> is so cool though in some ways that where it's like, or at least like this this era of it where it feels like yeah. it's like 1980s idea of the future where like we'll never have cloud based stuff. We will still have these weird, you know. I-
2: I I was I have been you know complaining about that and thinking about that in my head uh for a while like why why don't they have why don't they have any uh shared you know network across
3: the galaxy across the galaxy on web services
2: why, why yeah why don't they have AWS why don't they why don't they have an internet in Star Wars and I feel like uh if you were to if you were to bring me on as a consultant for Star Wars uh the the tip i would give you for 5 million dollars is that you could you know you could maybe uh make a compelling story about like Loot, get iPad. we we had the we had that technology but we got rid of it uh, you know like like everybody uh abandoned it because there were so many problems with it right and that's why everything is like uh not connected on one you know sort of uh galaxy wide uh internet equivalent too many ads it's just a bunch of yeah just a bunch of intranets basically and things that can like connect locally to one another like all of the robots always being able to plug into stuff in the places that they're sneaking up on or whatever but yeah i don't know it's probably yeah. something there i think like you could come up with an a compelling reason why but i think yeah. the
0: so that's what they do in dune right like the uh zoe was telling me like the how 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 it works in dune and it's it is compelling Where like it it is they're they're very very advanced in some ways and very 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 not in others i guess in dune because they're yeah they used to have like super advanced technology super advanced computers and internet and all that and then like there were the fucking robot wars or something, or like the the internet wars, and then um like everybody agreed like we cannot do phones again, dude. <laughs> that yeah that that led to all this, and so yeah um
2: we're just. You don't even do have to have everybody agree. Probably you could you could even do it. I mean I I'm not saying that's what they did in Dune, but like uh you could just m- make it seem like everybody kind of trended that way out of necessity. Uh, you, you, out of your own personal interests, you realize that it just opens up too much of an a, attack space, mm, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Good so instead, opposite. we're gonna have the most annoying guys
0: walking around in robot suits. <laughs> um. So yeah, as K Two S O sacrifices himself, I thought it was—I thought it was a good, good sacrifice. Uh, I ended up—he wasn't my favorite character in the movie, but I thought it was an affecting enough scene that you probably disagree ben but that's fine an iron triangle. <laughs> moment
3: r.i.p bozo <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Imwe is chill is killed not chilled he's killed after activating the master switch to allow communication with the rebel fleet um r.i.p to donnie yen um, yeah and malbus is killed shortly afterward Rook is killed by a grenade after informing the Rebel fleet that it must deactivate the planetary shield to allow the transmission of the schematics. So all of our guys, Donnie Yen, the guy with the cool gun, and uh, Riz Ahmed, all dead so far.
3: It is interesting watching a movie and you're like, all of these people die because they're not in the next movie.
0: Yeah. it's That's why it's almost like cooler if this was the only movie, a little bit, right? Or like, like, you're watching this and you're like... I uh, we ha- we haven't seen any of these characters before, so like somehow their absence will be explained, um, and then so like when their deaths become more impactful, or when their deaths happen, it's more impactful. But um, I'll take it. I don't know. It is. It. it I think they set it up well. Um, Rebel, Admir- a- Rebel admiral. Rebel admiral Radis uses a hammerhead corvette to destroy two star destroyers, and the wreckage crashes atop a generator, deactivating the shield, and. Uh, fucking so cool the hammerhead corvette move just like shh, pushing pushing the star store that's cool
2: it's cool but it's it's always uh I, I'll go a little neil- deGrasse Tyson on this one it's I don't really understand in Star Wars like there's always things blowing up and then like falling down like immediately that doesn't make sense you it was know?
0: Pu- being pushed by the thing
2: no 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 I understand the pushing thing but then when it when it like even after the task was accomplished and they rammed into the little hole thing that shuts off the force field like then the ships all just start falling out of the sky you know as if it's the sky and not out of
0: out of uh that planet there's atmosphere. still gravity up there right wouldn't it they're not like in orbit it's still pulling No but like on. if
2: uh, uh but they were It's plausible
0: in, enough for me, I guess. But they were in
2: they they are in some kind of orbit, right? I mean that's how the spaceships are just gliding along up there. They're not inside of those planets
0: atmospheres. Gravity goes beyond atmosphere, right?
2: Yeah, but you wouldn't just immediately fall down like like uh like uh, a satellite that gets like blown up in outer space of Earth, you know, uh near Earth. It doesn't just like down, because it's you
0: know? is whizzing around. The spaceship isn't whizzing around. I think it's just parked there somehow.
2: Yeah, but it would still be. It'd still be like. Wait, I'm I'm a little confused what you're saying now. But it'd still be. It would still be orbiting, is what I'm saying. It doesn't. I don't just, think oh, it is orbiting. Oh, no more. No more. Like it's not orbiting just because it has a a, a little rocket booster behind it. It was already in some kind of like orbit. The same way that that uh, hole space station thing is in orbit it's not like it it's just up there because it has a you know a rocket booster that's constantly i think it is keeping it up like no no disagree All right. i would like we got to get, we get we'll we we'll get neil yeah on the show
0: i would care so hard about that yeah i will definitely <laughs> tune into that shit um Jin and cassian obtain the schematics but are ambushed by krennic who is shot and wounded by cassian Jin transmits the schematics to the rebel command ship via the base's antenna mo- moments before the Death Star enters orbit above Scarif. Tarkin uses another shot from the Death Star to destroy the antenna, killing Krennic. The impact creates a blast that engulfs the base, killing Cassian, Jin, and the remaining ground forces. So, yep. Yeah. All and our all of sh- our guys die.
2: And then we got Darth Vader on the ship thing, whatever. Oh, we got the we got the data now we're going to run the data on a floppy disk. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so the, the Rebel ship. fleet prepares to jump into hyperspace. However, Admiral Raddus and many of the fleet's ships are intercepted by Vader's Star Destroyer. Vader boards the Rebel command ship and kills many troops in an attempt to regain the schematics, but a starship escapes with them on board. Aboard the fleeing ship, Princess Leia Organa declares that the schematics will provide hope.
2: Uh, AI, deepfake one, right? Deepfake Leia. Leia, yeah. yeah. Looks awful.
0: I liked I liked the that direct like we keep taking chances until we're out of chances, like relay race at the end, like um instantiated like in one scene where it's like, you know, we're we're passing the we're pass passing the floppy disc to each other as we're all like dying. Like this rebellion is yeah, you know, built on the lives like we're 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 paying for this in blood, like just to move this yeah, floppy disc foot by foot um away and uh that whole yeah fight scene with Vader and they're just like fucking people up and the, the door being stuck that was that was very tense. Um definitely dumb as shit to see uh uh Leia's face and uh the like should be illegal hope, frankly. Yeah. I think we all earnestly and unironically think so too. <laughs> like <laughs> The thing that kind of likeness bullshit is uh, fucked. Um, They're never going to put me in Star Wars after I'm dead. I guarantee it. I'll, I'll be <laughs> in a I'll, radical act of, uh, I don't know, social justice. I will never appear in Star Wars <laughs> after yeah. I perish. Yeah.
2: yeah. I know they want to.
0: Yeah. Can't have me. That's right. Um, and also like the, I wish it was, well, I don't know. You. D- Disney isn't going to distribute how to blow up a pipeline, right? And so, like, there's only so far that you can probably push, like, the moral of the story. But I also like, but I do like, so that's why you get like, what, what, what what's on the floppy disk? Hopes on the floppy disk. Um, it's like, sure, whatever. But like, I also sort of like how um, I can picture Tony Gilroy in the meeting with some with with the suits, like, you know. Uh, putting on the putting on pitch face and being like, and this is an inspirational story about hope. And this is why we show that even the acts of just the regular ordinary citizens of the galaxy can come together and give each other hope for a better future. Just like a bunch of like empty aphorisms or something like that. And like, and that's why it's called hope. And that's why it's going to tie into a new hope. And so like, you just have a little bit of a bullshit tag that you show as the, like, Oh, it's going to be the final line. We're going to get Carrie Fisher to say it. Um, but meanwhile, we have also kind of blessed military extremism along the way. We show that like th- like these, these a revolution doesn't just happen by voting. Um, Like, you know, like stuff like that along the way, um but uh they're not going to notice that because uh, I've told them it's about hope. That's just, you know, how I imagine the meeting scale. Mm. Um so here we are at the end of the movie, I think that this it, we uh I don't know, th- there's the Jedi paradox of Star Wars, right? Like Jedi are sick and lightsabers are sick, but if you make a movie about them, it seems to suck. So mm. um much to think about, I guess. Uh this was a great this was a great time. Let's uh let's rank them unless anybody else has any closing thoughts that they want to share.
3: Nope. I'm ready to rank.
0: All right, I Atticus, got an the answer. What do you got? Top. Number one with a bullet for Ericus. Um Ben. What are my number one and two right now? Your one and two are our new hope and Empire Strikes Back.
2: Okay, this is uh two <sighs>
0: Where am I gonna put this? It feels wrong to put it above Empire. My one and two are Empire Strikes Back and a New Hope right now. Um I think I gotta be honest with myself. I'm gonna put it as number one. I need to change my uh my box to list. I think I just talked myself into putting this as number one over the course <laughs> of this podcast. Uh next week on the show, Ben, you get to explain to everybody why you did Gamergate for Star Wars finally. I hope you're. Oh, it was about, to... I thought
2: it was about that last movie. This is the Gamergate. Oh, no, episode, this is Gamergate finally? for Star Wars. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. Interesting. We'll, you'll have to. You'll you have a lot to answer for. So we're okay. back. <laughs> we're back. I'll finally learn
2: it. You know, I was just jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody was like mad, and I just said, how about we call this Gamergate for Star Wars? I kind of and feel like they're... it'd
3: be a, kind of interesting to see if you could guess what people hate about this movie.
2: Okay, yeah, I won't. I won't read about it. I'll, you know, I'll probably come and maybe that's a little risky. I'll come and I'll be like, man, I'm really upset of, and and then you guys will tell me that I'm, I'd I really am gamer for Star Wars guy. Okay.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for uh like resisting the urge to do a bunch of research for this show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. appreciate it. He's he's <laughs> f-
3: excited for the excuse this episode to take one off.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think it'd be fun this one time maybe. Um, I'll go and clean. <laughs> what's uh, this one called again episode 8
2: the last jedi okay but we got one more after that too right one more numbered one
3: yeah interesting but one in between and that's right? han solo
2: movie yeah is that yes. it is there is is we have three so, more movies what's after that then what peace oh oh yeah sorry we've got number eight and then we've got han solo Serenity. and then we've got number nine they don't have yeah. any more like Han Solo, whatever this one was called, movies. No, yeah. I okay. think
0: they they, I, I they they the so people hated Solo in Episode Nine, and I think they they were planning on like we're gonna fucking do a Star Wars movie every year, and uh yeah. they stopped doing that because it stopped working for them. Nice, good, okay. So your efforts were realized. Yeah, good job, Ben. You were you successfully <laughs> saved got them the to stop themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious to revisit this, uh, the Last Jedi movie because it's almost imp- it has its own force field of GamerGate for Star Wars around it, where like it's so distortive. Like, I don't know the 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 there was there's a lot of culture war around it going in. Um. That immediately, like, I don't know. In some ways, it's like if you don't like it, you're a white nationalist or something, right? Like, or <laughs> uh, it it was a good flashpoint in that. We're like, oh, great, now it's <laughs> you're not an ally if you don't like the Disney if the, you don't like the Disney movie. Um, but also, maybe there are, maybe it is a good movie. Who knows? We will next week on the podcast. This has been. Darth Durr Skeletons Art Academy. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.